0: Hey, everybody, it's Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway. An LRA late model pilot, Jesse Tunis, going to be on the show today, driver of the number 70 car. And again, one of our other sponsors... On Dirty Thursday, Northwest Tire here in Grand Forks. Chad couldn't make it in again to today. Um, he claims he's working. Uh, but I tell you what, for tires, uh, for tire work on your vehicle and more, visit Northwest Tire and Gateway Drive, North Dakota's largest tire dealer. Family owned for over 40 years, from big to small, Northwest Tire, brand they do it all. Uh, find all the big name brands, Toyo, now, Bridgestone, Firestone, and more. Call 701 780 8473 to schedule your next appointment. Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive and Graham Forks helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you drive. Tell you what, if you have any questions or comments for uh, Jesse, myself, we also got uh, quite the audience, uh, the gallery, if you will, in the background. Uh, Shane and Brad are here along with Robin and Paul, the producer. We got a full studio, but uh, any questions or comments, 701-213-0863 is our number, 701-213-0863. And of course, it is time for your daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. I might even bust out two of them today. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, how do you know Adam was Canadian? How do you know Adam was Canadian? Well, who else could stand beside a naked woman and be tempted by fruit?
1: <laughs> you
0: guys didn't like that one, did you? <laughs> okay, how about this one? What do uh, urine samples and Canadian beer have in common? Urine samples and Canadian beer. Um, The taste. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what could I say? We're bush latte drinkers, anyway. Uh, Before we get going here, I do want to wish happy birthday to Tommy Corcoran. Uh, We're trying to figure out how old Tommy is. He's either like 89 or he started racing when he was four. We haven't quite decided yet, but happy birthday Tom. Uh, Jamie Spicer, uh, happy birthday. If you're in the drum today, make sure you wish him a happy birthday. And you know what? Jimmy Valandri will probably be in there in a little while too, so make sure you wish him a happy birthday. Uh, Tonight, NLRA guys down at Norman County Raceway in Ada. Uh, Tomorrow night, River City Speedway. We got the Lightning Sprints, the Wissota Light Models, uh, the Midwest Mods, the Street Stocks, and the Non wing sprints on to Saturday, Devil's Lake, Pier Stocks, Wesota Street Stocks, Midwest Mods, Non Wing Sprints, and the Trophy Class. Saturday, up in Greenbush, and LRA heads north with the late models. They got the Mods, the Streets, the Pier Stocks, and the four cylinders. And Sunday, Buffalo River, Fan Appreciation Night. I'm not quite sure what all they will be racing up in Buffalo River. Uh, Nick Curtis, Al Bean, uh, good morning. They are already watching the show. Uh, there we go. And uh, I do want to mention, too. Um, The water truck, when you see that at River City Speedway, make sure you check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, here we go. Welcome our guest, Jesse Tunis. How are you, man? If I turn this up, that'll help. Yeah. Um, we made the trip from Canada last night. Yep. You got uh, an eye issue going on. What's happening with you there?
1: I just got a little sty in it last week, and then uh, it's been healing up over the weekend and during the week, so it's been getting better.
0: Now, did you miss any races because of it?
1: About half of them.
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> It took, woo! right over my head <laughs> about half of them uh, but you're good to go for tonight. Yeah okay um, you hail from Canada. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I uh, just a regular guy works a regular job 5:30 till 2 gives me the time to come down here every Friday, race uh, River City Speedway and then follow the NLRA tour and then uh, yeah just have a bunch of fun doing it.
0: So what do you do up there?
1: A uh, tr- uh, heavy truck mechanic.
0: Oh okay, I didn't know that. Hmm. You a hockey fan? Yeah. Yeah? Who's your favorite team? that has got to be the Jets. Oh, my. I was afraid you were going to say that. (laughs) How about football? Are you a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan?
1: Uh, Well, the last couple of years, just kind of watch the finals. That's about it. I don't pay too much to football. Yeah. Well, it's not real. (laughs) I'm
0: just saying that because I know the Canadians I I hang around with up there that are watching the show, they're going to be all upset with me. But um, um, also, I thought I saw somewhere. It might have been I was creeping you on social media. um, Are you a Scotty Bloomquist fan? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Have you ever got to meet him? Uh, once, when we're in uh, Volusia. Mm-hmm. Was he a nice guy?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was. He seemed like a pretty all right guy.
0: So. Yeah, I um, I you know the the story is uh, a couple of years ago we were going to have him and Ricky both were supposed to be on the show and um, uh, they all of a sudden couldn't because they weren't here or something, but. Um, God darn it. He was over having lunch with uh, Shane Romling, so I know he was here. So I I just had to get that one in there. All right. Now, how did you get your start in racing?
1: I got it with uh, my dad used to race in Daryl's way back in the day, early 90s. And then I've been going to the racetrack when I was a little kid, sitting in the stands, cheering him on and whatnot. And then eventually my brother took over the car, and then we started racing Thursdays weekly at home. And then just eventually, I yeah, helped him, helped him, and then I was like, "I want to drive." And then me and my dad built my very first car together in the garage on four jack stands, welded all the pipes and everything in. And really?
0: Then, yeah. And, then, and what class was that? That first car that you ran, that uh, you built? Street stocks. It was a
1: streeter, huh? Yeah. And how did you
0: do in that car?
1: Uh, the first one, first three years were a struggle just because just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, try to figure out how to drive it mm-hmm. and all that. And then once we kind of got going, then it's like, okay, now we need to, an actual. Streeter built off a jig and everything so i went bought a nice uh player car and Mm -hmm. had a lot of success in that car and then only ran that one for about a year sold it and then i got the late model
0: now when you're doing that good in a streeter is it easy to get rid of it when you're selling to move up to the late model or or was it you know like oh boy i hope i can sell this thing
1: Uh, usually the fast ones they sell pretty i was gonna say if
0: you win with it you're probably gonna get rid of it now uh tell us about your first late model car uh, i don't know where you got it, who you got it from, did you build it Tell us about how you transitioned into the late models
1: uh that one I bought off a of Scott Greer. It was a oh eight masters built It came turnkey it was kind of not really sure what I was looking for, but I was looking at the car and it was everything as what a late model mm-hmm. looked like and should be right? yeah had all the looks had all like the right one. parts <laughs> yeah had, had all the right parts and everything on it and came with a bunch of spare parts and it was a it was a good deal so it was like, okay, we're, you said the price, and then we're backing out of the driveway. And then I think I texted him at the end of the driveway, said sold. Okay. And bought it right then and there. So then uh took my seat and transponder, brought it over there. Uh, Mr. Greer's dad, Ken, put the seat in, put the transponder in. And we scaled it with me in it and everything. It was just a big help to get started. And then dropped it off one day. We put it in the garage, and it's like, well, this thing's a little bit bigger than this garage than the last one we were in. <laughs> Did it fit? Barely. <laughs>
0: it's one of those things you got to open the door to walk around the car yeah <laughs> it's like me trying to shove my boat in my garage it's the same thing now have you been with that same uh late model or have you moved on
1: no uh i still have it it's just uh, i bought a mb customs a few years ago just before COVID hit and then uh been racing that one ever since it's just the 2012 mb and then had lots of help with from uh brad and shane over here getting it going and we're just kind of trying to find a little bit more speed out of it.
0: You know, we hear a lot of people talk about MBs. Uh, is that kind of the way to go now? Is that does that seem to be the popular brand or the popular type?
1: I think so. There's a there's quite a few of them around, right? So there's a bunch mm-hmm. of information flowing around. And then if something does happen at the track, and if you're missing that one part in particular, at least there's kind of a chance of somebody having it or and whatnot if you really need it to get out on the racetrack because we all want to kind of beat each other on the track, down sure. the pits, right?
0: You know, and it's kind of funny because uh, I have the feeling because I've been talking with Brad sincerely this morning and your name popped up and I I, I I, was just kind of waiting. But it usually seems to be, if it's anything to do with Brad and, and the late models here on Dirty Thursday, there's a small entourage that usually comes with. And you guys kind of hang out together quite a bit when you're, you know, getting up onto the race weekends and stuff, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're, we got a nice little group and then we just kind of do everything together right we help each other with the cars and he's nice enough to let me keep my uh car and trailer down here during Mm -hmm. the week so it saves me a bunch of money going home and coming back and no that's just been a huge help and keeps it it's been keeping a lot of fun too yeah that's the main thing
0: uh jennifer paulie says hello tunis so there you go um number 70 how did you get number 70
1: well there was a when I was younger, my dad brought me out to the back of the garage. There was an old uh, GTO that caught fire, like a Pontiac GTO. The year was, was a 1970 on it. And he's like, this will be your first car. We'll build this one. Okay. And then kind of as time went on, that, that kind of folded, and we built another car. But I just kind of liked the idea of that one, and there wasn't too many 70s out there. Cause yeah,
0: I, I thought there had to have been uh, a unique story about it, like maybe it was your dad or an uncle or something. But just one of those deals that happened to be on the car and he just stuck with it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's kind of a cool story, I guess. Now, when uh, I wanted to know because during the pandemic, things were so effed up. Um, I, I mean, when we were doing shows, anybody in Canada, unless you were like this guy over here and, you know, kind of snuck across the border and stayed down here for a, for a year. Um, everything was zoom, but what did you do during the pandemic and how bad did it suck for you guys up there?
1: Oh, well, well, it was terrible. I never, never want to go train anything like that again mm-hmm. during the summer. This is my one thing that I do during the whole summer and takes yeah. all winter to do it. And then that got taken away. So picked up another expensive sport called golf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, they don't pay to show up to the course, but you still have a great time.
0: You know, uh, whoever says golf is relaxing, I don't no. know what the hell they're thinking. Because, uh, well, I know Mark Dobmeier calls it whack. <clears throat> I can't yeah. re- pronounce the rest of it because that's about how my golf game is. Whack! Mm. You know, uh, but anyway, it it is fun. Yeah. Um, but, but when you said you picked up another expensive hobby... Golf is pretty expensive, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. It can get right up there. I didn't realize a sleeve of balls could be anywhere from, like, $20 to $50. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Know.
0: And how long will that sleeve last you in a golf course? Because it sure doesn't last me very long.
1: It uh, depends on the fairway. Yeah. <laughs> depends
0: on the fairway. Yeah, I just stay away from, like, uh, the Lynx courses because the fescue kind of gets me every single time. Yeah. Um, are you big into points? I mean, I'm looking at points right now. River City Speedway, you're in eighth. Uh, L- NLRA, I think you're eighth in points. Um, Does that make a big difference to you, or or do you keep watch on that and you want to keep moving up?
1: Uh, Yeah, I keep my eye on it a little bit here and there. I just don't let it kind of get to me or the first thing that I think when I get to the racetrack is, okay, I need to finish here or do this or do that. I just think it's just wherever you end up at the end of the race, it's kind of where you're going to end up at the end of the points deal. And Mm -hmm. I think if you finish consistent top tens, you'll be a consistent 10th place points guy, either from 10th to 5th or 5th to 1st, somewhere in that range. And you just kind of know where you're going to be ending up.
0: So at the beginning of the year, do you have like a goal? I want top ten. I want top fifteen. I want top five. I mean, it'd be nice to be top three or the winner. But uh, do you set goals like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to get. Uh, I always set goals like get a knock out a few top fives because there's it's the late model class right now is just. I think it's the strongest it's ever been. Oh, it's, so it's incredible. Yeah. So each goal, it's just. Amplified that much, like where it's like, okay, I think I can get a few top fives. Now it's like, hey, if we can get one or two here, that'd be really good. And then Mm -hmm. maybe sneak out a W, that'd be really good. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, almost—it's hard to do, isn't it? Well, it's ridiculous. You have to have perfect nights. Yeah, and
0: and, I mean, the stars have to align. You have to have the right luck. You got to have the right—you know—the feng shui and all of that stuff. But you know, it's kind of funny because I'm one of those guys. I don't care what the race is it could be kids racing tricycles around a little dirt track i'll stop and watch um but when 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 the schedule came out this year a lot of people say grant forks is a sprint car town Uh, a lot of people you heard a lot of complaining and a lot of bitching and moaning because the sprint cars weren't here as much but now as i start to get around and talk to all these people they've all said but you know what the late models have been putting on one heck of a show this year, and you kind of nailed it there, Jesse. The uh, late models have been running really good. It's probably the strongest that I can remember seeing them, but um, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's here when the late models are here. I mean, you guys are hauling the mail.
1: Yeah, every every night you can probably pick between seven cars, and one of them is going to win. Mm-hmm. And then even during the races, you can throw a blanket over the top three, five, oh, yeah. and then it just changes every lap, right? And then... Yeah, and then you get that one guy that has a good draw, gets a good heat, and then he's up there for the feature that's not normally up there, and then he's having a hell yeah. of a time, too. So it's it's always a nice little mixed bag that we got.
0: Now, Ada Tonight, what do you know about that track?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's a little bit... It's fast. Like It's a lot more straightaway, low bank, uh, brown or a bit of gumbo on there, mm-hmm. but it's usually dry when we get there, so it's uh, usually no ripples in it, so... Usually it's pretty consistent when we get there.
0: Are you uh, are you a fan of the high bank? More of a high bank than you are flatter. I know that some people. You're used to River City Speedway now, but I know a lot of people. The first time they come here, they're in awe at first. You know, their first couple of laps are like, wow. They're almost afraid. But then once they get used to it, I mean, a great example was when the IRA guys were here. You know, the first night last year, they didn't fare very well, but they figured it out by night two. Um, is it is is there a difference? Do you like? A, a big difference between tracks do you prefer the banking or more flat
1: uh i like the river city style racetrack greenbush style Devils lake kind of those those style of racetracks i i do prefer over the long straightaways like over like uh norman county or uh, minot or mm-hmm. uh, alex or something like that those ones i we don't run them so much so it's kind of hard to figure
0: those ones out sure um you know the the sanctioning bodies now uh, nlra is uh, continuing to grow it's growing all the time uh, you guys are on the road a lot more now than you used to be um how does that suit you are you good with that getting to see all these different tracks and 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 the one thing i know i i mean i get it it, it adds expenses to your race team and, and your cost for the year but what I like about it is the fact that some of these fans get a chance to see all you NLRA guys uh, that maybe never got to before. So, how do you like traveling a little more?
1: Oh, I, I love it. It's the well, I'm set up for it, so I love it. I love every track that we go to, right? Even if, I like going to new places as well, right? Because then it just makes you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then new competition, and then the new fans show up. I think we were uh, South Dakota there. And then uh, I th- I handed out every hero card that I had. Yeah, 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 it was unreal.
0: That's pretty cool when the kids come up to you and act like you're a rock star, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of just gets you a little warm fuzzy inside. It's <laughs> yeah, like, okay, yeah, it's kind of humbling. Yeah.
0: We had uh, every year um, my niece and nephew come down from uh, the Minneapolis Saint Paul area, and we we get a suite every year for them. But um, these kids have such a blast going down to the pits afterwards. They can't believe. Well, first their folks couldn't believe that these guys would actually let these little dirty, snot-nosed kids sit in their cars and take pictures and all this stuff. And I said, you know what? I said, you could probably ask every one of these guys down here. I bet you nine out of ten of them would say, go ahead, jump in the car, take a picture. Are you one of those guys, too?
1: Oh, yeah. it's, it's all Pretty hard things, to get right? a
0: late-model car any dirtier on the inside.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's already a little <laughs> bit, of, got a lot of dirt in there. But, yeah, I know if a kid, if I run out of pictures or whatever, I'll just say, hey, you want to go stand by it or hop in it do mm-hmm. whatever. It's just... It's all for them too, right? Because they're the future of the sport. Yeah, and, then- and
0: we used to be that kid, yeah. you know. And these kids go home. I mean, you should have seen these guys. They came. They came home back to our house with a whole bunch of hero cards and stuff. And and it was they couldn't believe it. That's all they talked about was, was yeah. their cards and, and how much fun they had. And, and it was probably the first time I've stayed up that late in a long time because I usually haven't been going down there much. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, we will be back. Stay tuned. NLRA late model driver Jesse Tunis is with us on this, in the studio today. Talk a little bit about Valvoline Instant Oil Change right now. Uh, you know, when you're in a hurry like we always are all the time, go there for an oil change like I do. I don't like to wait in line for three, four hours to get my oil changed. I go to Babylon Instant Oil Change. I'm usually in and out of there in 20 minutes. I was there two weeks ago, pulled up to an open door. They pulled me right in. I didn't even get out of my truck. I was in and out of there that quick. They also do tranny and coolant flushes. They'll rotate your tires. They'll check your battery. When you're uh, getting your oil changed, you're also going to top off your fluids. Do the tires, battery, lights, wipers, your cabin air filter. Uh, If you're a fleet owner, they'll give you discounts. If you're in the military, you'll get a discount. They can text and email, invoices and coupons. And here's the real cool thing. If you tell them Grand Forks Best Source sent you, they'll take $10 off your oil change, all right? They're open Monday through Saturday. No appointment needed. They will pick up and deliver if you live in Grand Forks for a complete oil change and more. Check them out. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 3325 South 38th Street. Make sure you tell them Grand Forks Best Source sent you. Been uh, looking at, I see Shane was over there looking at a bottle of Intimidator Polish that we've got. Now, I tell you what, uh, give your toys and holler the buff look without the buffer. Check out Intimidator Polish if you can get your hands on it. You can see the link on GFBestSource.com. Dirty Thursday brought to you by River City Speedway. NLRA late model driver Jesse Tunis, the number 70 car Canadian guy in the show today. Um, Is there anybody, I like asking these kind of questions because... You can see the wiggle factor or the pucker factor in people when they're in, on their face when I ask them this. But is there anybody, one thing that is, and, and I'm thinking about NAPCAR now, and, and and you see a lot of social media about um, guys, you know, flapping their lips and, and, and arguing and fighting in the pits and calling each other names. Um, has that ever happened to you? Is there anybody you won't park next to in the pits and you don't have to say names if you don't want to?
1: No, I think I get along pretty well with uh pretty much a lot of the people in the pits. Uh, I don't have a problem pinning up against anybody or hanging out with anybody. I go to whoever's trailer, have a beer there, and then mm-hmm. once more, welcome, come to mine, have a beer. And then I don't think I've had too many incidents where it's been escalated to a point where I just can't stand somebody. So what do you think about,
0: and, and I know it's way easier said than done, but if you could do like a 12-hour rule or something, because uh, we've seen it enough, um, somebody doesn't like something and they get in, particular guys' face whether it be a track promoter, a flagman or whatever. And then once things settle down and I'm I'm pretty sure that this has happened where they go, Wow, I kinda made a fool of myself there. I I've kind of embarrassed myself a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. did are you one of those guys you don't want to be that guy.
1: No, I don't want to go stomping around the pits looking for trouble or escalate a situation that doesn't need to be escalated. I usually try to if there's a video or something that I can watch just to get a replay or a different view of Mm -hmm. it see if i'm in the wrong or in the right or any different or anything and try to just calm down a little bit either fix what needs to be fixed focus on that and then go through it and then either go talk to the guy or whoever and then but usually kind of after the after the race there i just kind of look at the car and then get changed and either put in the box right away or fix it or mm-hmm. just try to keep a level head about it
0: do you guys and i haven't heard a lot about this um, who did i talk to recently um tech when you go through tech it, it, have you ever had any issues
1: uh no not through tech
0: no. and, and what do they do because i don't know if i've ever asked this question before on this show but um do all the cars get teched is it the top three top five or how does that work
1: i think it's just depending i think usually the top five uh i think they just mainly check uh, deck height or chip. Weight. Weight, and then tire. I think they – I've rare, I've never even seen a tire sample get taken, so it's just okay. kind of – just easy, easy things in these cars because the rules are kind of wide open, so there's not really much of a box you can really cheat in without actually, like – physically taking sure. a cart and sending it in or
0: something so so can somebody file an official complaint say um you know i i think the number 99 and i'm just throwing numbers out there i think the number 99 is cheating can can you do that and, and what all is involved with that because i would imagine if you accuse somebody of cheating i would imagine they got to tear down however much of the motor and then if they didn't I mean, who's got to pay for that? Who, who takes care of that? And, and do you even know how that works? Because I guess I've never heard of it really happening around here.
1: Yeah, but, uh, with the streeter, I've been torn down in uh, Morden at ALH Speedway. Uh, so I think the process was the guy that wants to protest the car uh, hands the track official whatever amount of money it is to go uh, to uh, just to, to have it to done, tear him down or okay. whatever. And then uh, he asked the the driver in question has to finish top five. And then the driver, I believe, protesting has to finish top five as well. Okay. So there's a couple of situations that need to happen for it to, to be done in.
0: Uh, we do have a watcher, uh, Ryan Corbin, saying it's been a while since he's made tech area.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not wrong. On See that. these guys up there?
0: They're pointing up there looking at it. Um, when we, uh, the Catfish tournaments, um, we have a polygraph, uh, it, it's so easy to cheat. You're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you could cheat. So what they do is a top five or whatever. They'll random draw for a polygraph test. Um, I have been drawn for the polygraph. Um, but if you accuse somebody of cheating, they'll say, okay, you put up the $500 that it costs for the polygraph. If you are right and they did cheat, we will cover it. But if they did not cheat and they passed the polygraph, that 500 hundred's is coming out of your pocket and I mean, there's got to be a way. Otherwise, people are just going to say, "Well, he cheated, he cheated, and he cheated," because they beat me, you know. And and it's it's got to come to an end somehow,
1: yeah. You it's, know, it's just the guys that are always accusing the other guys of cheating aren't putting the work into the sure into the, into the operation or the car or whatnot. are so they're always thinking the guys beating them every week are cheating. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're putting more hours in the garage and then trying to get their cars faster.
0: Yeah, and and a lot of people don't realize too. Okay, if, let's go through a typical week with with you, Jesse. Um. Okay, say if you're only running one night you're running Friday. Tell us about the rest of your week because you hit it right on the head. You can tell who the guys are that do the work in the shop, that work on the cars. You don't just load it up in the trailer, fill it up with gas, and unload it again next week. Tell us how a typical week goes for you.
1: So when I I bring the car home, uh, Sunday, usually, because we hang out Saturday or whatever, so Sunday, either go home, relax for the day, or I'll unload the car, wash everything, wash the car top to bottom, wash all the tires, let it dry. Then the next night, K okay, pull the tires off, lube it up, nut bolt it, kind of just go through everything that way. And then the Wednesday would be, K okay, do tires, fuel, make sure the battery's charged up. And then uh, if uh want to try something, usually just pull the shocks off, put them on the spring smasher, just make sure everything's kind of in order in that way. And then that's about Load it up on Thursday night and then, Head to the track Friday.
0: You know tires are such a big issue. Uh, is it an issue for you NLRA guys too?
1: No, I don't think tires have been too big of a deal this mm-hmm. year. I haven't really gotten a chance to buy too many of them, but yeah, still. not
0: burning through them like crazy.
1: No, just uh, haven't been really running where I want to be running right now. So just uh, and usually when the car does get a good run, something major breaks on it, so I got to take the sure. money put it towards that. And okay, okay, try to keep it rolling.
0: Now you talk about uh, doing the shop work during the week. Are you on your own, or do you have somebody helping you out?
1: Uh, mom and dad usually come by on the Monday or Tuesday, just to kind of help out with just lubing the car, greasing mm-hmm. it, unbolting it. And then, uh, uh girlfriend, she'll come by a uh, Wednesday or something when she's not up North working and then try to help her out with the car and then kind of explain what's kind of going on with the suspension and what's what. And she's getting into it again, or getting into it and learning lots. And then she's been enjoying every time she's come to the racetrack. So it's been a lot of fun that way. Then, now, did
0: any of these people come on the road with you?
1: uh michelle does yeah
0: okay okay is she gonna be here this weekend
1: uh she'll be in greenbush saturday
0: oh cool well, i suppose that's not that far of a drive for you guys
1: no and then my brother's coming down so she's hopping in with them and then oh okay i down so
0: so do you have how many different racetracks have you raced uh lots okay do you do you have a favorite track uh
1: yeah uh i have a couple of favorite tracks it would be probably river cities greenbush and then lisbon
0: Okay, cuz that's like me. Um I was in the radio business for 40 some years and people are say, "Okay, what's your favorite band?" Well, I don't have one. Yeah, I, I could probably name my top 5 that I would throw in there, but um and speaking of that, um back in the day, I I've, I've said this story before. Uh I, we used to listen to a lot of Canadian music and we used to have to have it smuggled across the border, but um uh, I mean, we're talking old, you know, April Wine which we've all heard of and things like that, but we we're talking like um uh, rabbit queen city kids i don't know you probably don't even know any of these old no. bands but do you have a favorite canadian band uh
1: probably tim hicks country
0: okay yeah. okay what do you think of this new uh the new country song everybody's talking about uh, uh, the
1: jason aldean yeah song? yeah wow. until someone points out something that's wrong with it i don't see what's exactly, wrong. exactly
0: exactly we did a show on tuesday about it uh, about lyrics in rap songs Oh, they're uh, that nobody seems to have a problem with, but he's showing real video of real news footage of things happening, and you got all these people whining about, oh, boy. In fact, um, CMT pulled it off. They uh, Country Music TV pulled the video off their channel. Uh, so then um, Blake Sheldon had a $30 million deal going with CMT for some big thing they were going to do, and he said, screw you. He's my friend. I'm not doing it. He backed out. Well, now CMT fired their program director. Uh, So they're bringing somebody else in, uh, some new young gun, they say. But uh, really what that means is they're just bringing in somebody that's a hell of a lot cheaper to pay. But uh, anyway, it's good that he's back on, and I think that's kind of crap. Do you have – we talk about favorite tracks. Do you have a dream track that you would just give anything to go
1: race? I'd love to go to Fairbury.
0: Mm -hmm. Where is that?
1: Uh Fairbury, Illinois. Okay. Be, they are fall, uh, fall, fall's weekend is this weekend. The two day show there, big show and just watch a bunch of YouTube videos from there. And then it just looks like a fantastic place and a good time to be at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How far of a drive is that from here?
1: That's 14 hours. Oh, that's
0: all. Yeah. You can make that happen.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. 14 one way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 14 one way. You're always going to be a dirt guy, but does asphalt ever, is it ever tickled your fancy?
1: No, not, not really. Like there's, some cool things about it, but it's just not, I don't, mm-hmm. not into it.
0: You know, are you one of those guys? I, I, you know, I like, like I said, I'll watch any kind of racing, but I, I still think uh, asphalt's for getting to the racetrack and yeah. dirt is for racing, but that's for another show, all right? Um, you got sponsors. I know you do. Who do you want to thank?
1: I got to thank uh, Grand Prix Amusements, uh, Airport Motor Inn, Hoods Excavating, Kuwait and Truck Service, uh, Emery Demolition, Cousins Oil and Lubricants, Performance Auto Canada, s s transport corners quickly racing engines, prairie performance and detail uh, hang on the top of my head here uh fix it right refrigeration uh general signs, and then Kewait and truck service all right
0: have you had a favorite night if you could think of your whole racing career
1: uh it would be probably more than for my very first win getting to run door to door with my brother we're Probably within, I think, two tenths or like a tenth at Oh, really? the line. Yeah, just nicked him at the line there. And that was, really? That was probably my favorite day.
0: I bet you that would be a lot of fun. Is he still race?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's in an A modified.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. He's been here this year, hasn't he? Yeah, Yeah, I thought so. Um, have you had, okay, we, we talk about your favorite night. Um, how about worst night for the number 70? Uh,
1: probably would have been Minot. Got just in a little. Uh, I got got bumped in the rear. Turned at the start finish line. Put in the fence. Destroyed the whole car. Had to take it all apart. And that was a that was a, that was probably one of my rougher nights.
0: You know, I would think too. You're out in Minot um you couldn't get any farther away from home yeah you know, something like that it's never going to happen up in Greenbush, or it's never going to happen up in canada but um always seems like it happens when you're the farthest away and and hardest to get the help and parts and everything you need isn't it
1: yeah, yeah it always works out like that you can be two minutes from home nothing can go wrong and race two years like that then you come south and then first night everything can go wrong truck and brake trailer brake generator break, oh. everything go to hell so
0: what all can you bring with you on the road as far as spares i mean you see some of the 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 high dollar teams might have a whole spare car in their in their hauler but um most people can't afford that uh what all can you bring with you and what do you have in yours
1: Uh, i got spares uppers lowers uh transmission brake calipers uh body uh drive shaft a bunch of aluminum spring steel all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. just to kind of patch some stuff back together. I got, for the most part, I can fix what I need to on a a typical break, but if, like, the nose bends in on itself, then I'm kind of hooped.
0: Right. Now, the weather we had yesterday, I couldn't imagine, uh, you guys, I I know there was a lot of stuff on social media uh, regarding Forks Karting Association. There were people that thought it was dangerous and not safe to be racing because it's too hot out. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there to me. That just seems like that's a few parents that don't want to go out in the heat because that's, uh, trying to tell your kid, you know, I don't think we should go racing. It's too hot. What do you think that kid's going to say if they're really into racing? But I couldn't imagine wearing this, the gear that you guys wear. Just think if it was a hundred degrees, cause last night it was 98 and my phone said feels like one Oh three. So, you know, the humidity was up there, but that has got to be miserable in a car.
1: Yeah, it's not the not the most fun. The sitting in lineup is probably the worst. Yeah. you're just sitting there, stagnant air, cars running, and it's just horrible. Once you get going, you kind of flick the visor up, get a little bit of fresh air going, flicker down, and then it's kind of back of the mind and don't worry about it too much.
0: Wow. So, now, tonight, you're going to Ada. Do you guys come back to Grand Forks tonight then and then uh, be ready for tomorrow, or do you spend the night there? How does that work?
1: I think we'll uh, hang out there for a bit and then load up and then come back. It's a about a 45-minute yeah, drive. Yeah, it's not too exit. bad. It's not terrible, so... Yeah, we'll load up, come back here, and then unload in the morning, and just kind of maintenance the cars and go again.
0: Always wonder what these guys are talking about back there. (laughs) You see their hands going and they're pointing and they're doing all kinds of stuff. I think you're just waiting to get over across the hall. (laughs) Uh, You guys got lunch plans?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I figured you did. See,
1: See where Brad takes us
0: today. Okay, is he is, is like a surprise before the races every week or what? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I kind of know where he, where his hangouts are, his haunts are. So maybe I'll meet you guys there. Did we miss out on anything? Because I know Brad's going to be going. Come on, talk some more here. But um, do we miss out on anything?
1: No, I think you got to hit them all. Yeah,
0: you're you're not. Um, I think the only time we've talked, you uh, you stopped in for a minute at the fair gig. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. But and um, this stuff doesn't bother you. No nerves, nothing like that.
1: No, 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 not really. It's just kind of just BS and back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of yeah.
0: Normal. You try to tell that to people. It's just all we're doing is BS and back and forth. And yeah, it gets a little warm in here with the lights and the cameras and all that stuff. But um, uh, wishing you well tonight. Um, be watching for him, you guys. The number seventy. What do you What are you pointing at now? Let's see. Oh, okay. All right, I thought maybe he was texting something up there. He's got that look. Uh, anyway, thank you, Jesse, for coming in, oh, uh, nice and thanks me. to all our sponsors again. And uh, thank you to Rumor Sports Bar and Casino, where I'm guessing these guys uh, maybe they'll go there for lunch. We'll see. Uh, BT Scotty's working over there today. Jake and all the crew, uh, <laughs> and me forgetting now to turn my camera on. Um, stop over to Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. In fact, their uh, sandwich or their lunch special tonight from five to eleven, sandwich and a side for seven bucks. Uh, they've got the six dollar express lunches. Try to go anywhere else and eat lunch for six bucks. You can't even do that at fast food places, all right? Uh, have yourself a beer, do a little gambling. They got the world-famous beer tower there. Rumors Sports Bar and Casino, they just added another bus too. So any, any concerts, any hockey games, football games, Rumors Sports Bar Casino is the place to go. Oh, boy, I tell you what, the best sports podcast around is called Forks Sports Highway and we are fortunate enough to have it on Grand Fork's Best Source Thursday nights at 6.30. In fact, KFan picked it up last Saturday. Pretty cool thing. I'll catch you tomorrow morning. Have yourself a great day, everybody. And remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, all right? If you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, that way it dings every time we go on. You'll never miss a show. Grand Cities, they're here. They're awesome. Grand Fork's Best Source is giving them an identity again.